All I see is black and white. Black and white. Black and white. All I see is black and white. Hey, what's up, guys? It's me, Lee Don B. That's at Lee Don B on all platforms. I am here chilling in the cut with. <laughs> hey, guys, it's me, Kayla Nicole. That's k.nicole.artistry on Instagram. Kayla Nicole on Facebook and Orlando Esthetician on Twitter. What are you guys doing? What's good? Tell me all about your life because mine sucks. So I want to hear about yours. <laughs> Um, you know, it's a you know, beautiful day in the neighborhood, I guess. Um, one more day above ground, child. <laughs> um, and this we call twenty twenty. You no, know, it's been a good day. It's been pretty productive. I uh, uh we were talking earlier about our ailments and I woke up and my um, back was killing me this morning. Right. And so I was so just old. in like such a crappy mood, so I feel like I couldn't get any work done and then I was just like, All right, this is when you're supposed to like Find ways to turn the day around. If it's a bad day, there's no excuse for having a bad day once you realize it's right. going bad. You have the good power to turn it around. <laughs> so I was like, okay, well, let me just stop here. Let me turn on some, I turned on some Drag Race. Um, <laughs> put that in the background and I started. Oh, drag Race will definitely. And I literally in. started trying on clothes. Like putting, making outfits, putting things together for like, actually that's not going to happen. Just playing in my stuff. Like just doing anything. I felt like I was wasting time for a little bit. But Aww. it just like really looked at my mood. And now I'm just like, okay. And I, I, right after that, I got buried into my iPad. And I had all these ideas. And everything just kind of like flowed. So I was like, okay, I got control of it. It's possible. You know what? You know what I envy hmm. about you? Is that me. I've never been a hmm. loner. Right? Um, even though I would say... The ma- well not really but the majority of my time majority of my adult life I was single except for you know like a couple of relationships here and there but the majority mm-hmm. of the time you know I've mm-hmm. been single right and but I've never been alone mm-hmm. right meaning like I always feel like I need people around and when I'm all by myself I feel unproductive mm-hmm. it's really it's weird and and it's like I almost have like this codependency like if I don't have something going on or like people around I feel like I can't focus mm-hmm. or something I don't know. It's like, but when I'm all alone, I feel like I'm so scatterbrained. Like, I can't focus on just one thing. Like, I need to be, like, all over. Like, if I'm home alone, I'm like, okay, I'm going to clean the house today. I'll, like, probably start cleaning the bathroom. And in the middle of doing that, I'll probably go back mm-hmm. to the living mm-hmm. It's like, why didn't I finish that? Like, why am I, like... <laughs> <laughs> the range is on a thousand. <laughs> like, it just starts going haywire. I'm like, what is wrong with me? Like... <laughs> I always like I need someone or something to like mm-hmm. focus me and I think only you know that now like being around me and like dealing with me on a like more professional level also you're like Kayla really needs me to like yeah about me because on the outside looking in it's right like the opposite, right right like oh she's a self-starter mm-hmm. like, she's got it you know <laughs> I'm like it's so the opposite like I need help no I totally <laughs> see that it's really funny 
but that's because you know I feel like I play it off well you know but my brain is always like in a hundred different directions and I I try to be as honest as I can on the podcast I feel like people relate to like real Mm -hmm. life shit like people like yeah I'm like that like why are we like I don't know and I I totally envy the fact that when you're alone you get the most done I feel like when I'm alone I get nothing done it's it's so weird. It's funny. I mean, I feel like the exact same. I feel like I'm the exact same way, but just in reverse. Like I feel like my mind's always going a million miles an hour, and I have to like really find. But the way that I do focus myself is solitude. Like it's the exact opposite kind of way. Like you right. know, when a bunch of people and bunch of things going on, I will just get lost in the sauce and just be like, whatever. I won't get anything done unless I have like a strict layout. But um. When I'm by myself, that's when I can kind of be like, okay, let's reel this in. And I don't know, it's always been just like a, I just, I love people. It's weird because people see me as so like social and um, you're so good. He's just a good talker. You're so fun. And I am. I, I love people. I love socializing. But I am also, I love my space. <laughs> like, I cannot stress that enough. Yeah. Like, um, I literally can't take it. Like, I'm the kind that like will sit in my room. And not leave unless it's absolutely necessary for no reason. It's not anybody else's fault. It's just like, I just, when I got to curl in, I got to curl in. And then when I'm ready to go out and be like, hey, let's do the social thing, I can do that. And I can do it for a long time and it's fun. But it's like, at some point, I'm going to go crawl in a cave somewhere because I just got to rewire myself. <laughs> um, right. My roommate, we had this conversation. He reminds me of you. Um, I don't know if you've met him. He's, uh, his name, his name's Patrick. He's my new one. We talk like this because he's very much like that with you. He was saying, him and his, uh, not tell too much of his business, but um, mm-hmm. him and his girl were talking and she was saying how, like, she's like, man, you just can't like, really be that yourself. And he was like, do you think that's true? Like, do I, do I act like that? And I was like, well, I kind of see where she's coming from because he's very much like a social butterfly. When he first moved in, like, we all chill in our rooms. He would just sit in the living room, like, and just wait for one of us to come out and be like, hey, what's going on? You know, he's ready to talk. Um, and if he's not with her, he's hanging out with one of us. Like, he had really struggled just being by himself. And so I was like, it's interesting, because I always wish I, I could be more like that. Like, I'm like, why do I not want to be around people? Like, why are you complaining? I wish I had the, you know, joy to jump up in the morning and be like, it's a new day. Where are my friends? I have to get up and I'm just like, it's a new day. Ugh, who just called me? What are you calling for? Like, I just woke up. What do you want? I'll call you back in five hours. Like, it's like every day is like that. And so I wish I could be more like you. So maybe we'll rub off on each other eventually. I don't know. But maybe it's, we're just weirdos. But I, but I feel like I, that's my issue in life. Like, I'm going to, I don't know if I've ever talked about this on the podcast or not, but I, dropped out of school in like eighth grade and most people don't know that about mm-hmm. me I never went to mm-hmm. high school so again this would be so surprising to be like oh she's so articulate like oh you're so smart Kayla like that can't be true yeah right <laughs> I mean yeah even though I'm like 34 and currently enrolled in college classes I did not go to high school so a lot of that was number one you like my upbringing, it's overrated blah, blah, blah. it's overrated but Right, but also a, a big chunk of that was because I couldn't pay attention for mm. shit. Like I, I never felt like I had ADHD, but I definitely have a whole lot of ADD. Like my focus gets crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, like focusing on just one singular thing for a while, or like having to think really hard about just one. Th- I can't. Like it makes mm-hmm. me crazy. 
Um, and which is why, like, in school now, I, like, I have to, like, force myself. Like, Kayla, sit down. Focus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it's so, it doesn't come easily for me. Um, at work, I do it. Like, I find my, I can literally be in a meeting and just be thinking about some, or I'm in my cell mm-hmm. Because I just can't focus. And I'm like, this is so bad. Like, I need a medication for this shit. Like, let's just be honest. I mean, <laughs> not endorsing Big Pharma, but it has helped but, me, yeah. so it could mm-hmm. help you. Yeah, like, because my focus is really, really crappy. But, <laughs> and it's sad, because I can literally remember being in a classroom, and, like, the teacher's giving direction, I'm just sitting there, like, what did I have for breakfast? Mm-hmm. What's going on after school? Are we all going to hang out? What are you guys doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, that's real. It's just really sad is what it is. <laughs> well, it's sad be, It's sad that we, it's like a lot of people didn't, a lot of us didn't have the language for that at that age. You know what I mean? Um, right. Because like, I don't know. I think that back then it would have been easier for well, black people in general. We were already like real weary of like therapists. First of all, doctors in general, but therapists and medicine and stuff because we're always the guinea pigs and it's not our history that they just give us anything or just throw us on Ritalin and that's the end of it. Um, but it's like unfortunate that we don't have the chance to like talk these things out and figure out why we do these things. You know, it's just like, oh, that's how I am. And it's like, what is the reason for it? You know, but nobody was there or nobody really had like, I guess the, what's the word I'm looking for? The, not the insight, but the foresight to kind of be like, Hey, let's see if this actually is a thing, you know? It's just kind of like, oh, she just can't pay attention, you know? So I don't know. I feel like over the course of time, things could have been like a little different <laughs> for our generation if we would have yeah, had the mindset sure. of like the kids nowadays. Like, I'm so happy, like, like you know, your kids, my nieces and nephews, like their generation, they're all about woke and everybody's new age and everybody's like self care is real. I'm just like, yes, that is y'all soak all that up because you have a chance, you know, to break the cycle. Um, learn right. these behaviors now and I wish I wish these things and I know a lot of it is you know social media and the whole like spirituality aspect of things um, but I just wish that you know we knew then what we know yeah. now you know and I, I'm sure that our parents wish they knew then what they know yeah. you know it's just with every generation something new comes up that you wish you had known mm-hmm. before <laughs> and I just you know the only thing that I want to teach my kid is self preservation yeah you know, like, try your best not to let the world completely ravage your mm-hmm. mind um, and your spirit and just drain you. It's tough. You know, mm-hmm. making time for ourselves, sometimes it makes us feel selfish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's not. And we have to normalize self-care. Ooh, let me read this thing to you that I saw today, too, speaking of self-care. Um mm-hmm. it, was, it was on Twitter. My cousin uh, actually retweeted it. And I was like, ooh, I got to post this. So I stole it from her, but let me see, real quick. Oh, I'm good to steal a good, a good. Because a lot of times <laughs> I feel like I have like my routine, right? Because that, because my brain goes me miles an hour, so it's like I'm one of those kids that had to have a lay outline. So every morning, I have if I'm doing the night before, I go in the morning, I get my iPad, and I will write for the day, like a to do list. It can be five things, but it's like if I got half of those things done, then I don't feel like I wasted the entire day. Um, Look how productive you are. I need that in my listen, life. Listen, <laughs> it's managing my insanity, but <laughs> right. Uh, so it works for me. I do it every day, and so I just you know it's little things. Go for a walk. Take do your laundry. Prep for the podcast. You know what I mean. Call Kayla. Do something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. It's like things I know I need to get done specifically that day. 
So, um, but I feel bad if I don't spend like enough time on it. Or sometimes I'm just like so in my head that I just like am doing it in autopilot and not paying attention. Or I'm listening to my little affirmations in my podcast and I'm not paying attention because I'm just adding my feeling. So this says, um, a powerful sentence that I came across in my meditation this morning was, the habit is more important than the intensity. So mm. it's like the habit of doing things for yourself, no matter like the level of it. So don't feel like you have to be like, oh, I didn't meditate for 30 minutes today. Now, you know, I'm, I'm a phony spiritual person. You know what I mean? Or, or I didn't mm-hmm. do this or I didn't do that. Or I said I was going to do this today. I didn't get to do it. But it's like, well, what did you do? As long as you do one little thing for yourself every single day, it doesn't have to be, oh, I worked hard for two weeks and I'm taking the weekend off for self-care for a little staycation or something it's like no every single day find something that is good for you you know if it's for me today it was <laughs> playing in clothes as silly as that sounds like um it's different for everybody for you you know what i mean get your makeup out and get I your get some, get some paper and just draw on it play on it like i think 10 minutes of something for yourself is better than nothing. So I just wanted to share that and it relates to what you were saying. I think that's a great, great, great idea because oftentimes, you know, our brains just get full. Mm-hmm. Um, like I was texting with AC today, you know, partner of the show, little plug, WXSJ, 97.3 Sunshine Day. At Studio SMV Anywho, on platforms. <laughs> at Studio SMV. Um, anyway, I was like texting with him today about that, you know, because like he, he's someone that we know personally that tends to overwork oh, himself. Yes. Um, you know, he's saying, I only got three hours of sleep and I'm tired and I'm this and that I'm like, listen, <laughs> I said, at the end of the day, you're the commodity, mm-hmm. okay? And people will understand. And if they don't, oh, well. Yeah. You know, like, because you're, you can't tell me that you're out here doing all of this, like, visual work and, and videography and photography and what have you, and you're directing, but you're only getting three hours of sleep, if that, and you're traveling. Well, what good are you? Mm-hmm. You're running on. Yeah. So you're not even going to be working at your best, you know? So you have to, like, I told him, I was like, you need to practice self-care. He's like, well, nobody see, nobody sees the value in that. I'm like, no, you have to see it for mm-hmm. yourself. Mm-hmm. You can't wait for other people to value your time, to value your body, your sleep. Like they're not, they're never going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> so if it takes turning off your phone or saying no, then that's just what it is. People will have to deal and it is what it is um isn't it yeah. so interesting how we can see it so easily in other people but not for ourselves because i felt like oh, right. you should have been you that's the word i should have been i was soaking it in for myself as you were saying it um yeah because i'm just like yeah i feel like that is so true because i okay not to be annoying but what is that, that clicking sound oh was that <laughs> was it that, that loud <laughs> yeah, oh my like bad <laughs> it's the stylus pen that goes to my ipad i just always play with a little part of it oh it's like click it click it wow (laughs) okay i'm glad you told me that i'll cease and desist i'm like what is that (laughs) see on that note we need to take a break (laughs) (laughs) we'll be back (laughs) so are you a music artist looking to expand your reach many artists don't know where to begin when trying to get their music played on the radio WXSJ 97.3 is Miami's new number one hit station. They provide an exclusive opportunity for radio airplay through their network of radio stations worldwide. Social media promotion packages are available as well. 
So if you're an artist who's ready to take their career to the next level, head over to WXSJ97.3.com for more information. And we'll see you at the top. All right, guys, we're back and it's time to get off topic. So go on this really strange journey with me as to the strange shit that's been going on. Oh, gosh. Well, I mean, it's always strange, but it's just like, I don't know what the hell's happening. Um, It's like the most uh, random, I think, topics I'm about to talk about. But um, again, of course, I want to get your input um, once I ask a question pertaining to the weirdness. So I don't know if you saw it recently. But um, one of your faves, she's not one of my faves, but one of your, <laughs> one of your faves, <laughs> Miley Cyrus. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll stand up um, in that. Yes. Yeah, I know. I know you will. <laughs> uh, so Miley recently um, says that she was chased by a UFO and made eye contact with an alien and that it, quote, fucked her up. Oh, <laughs> right? I haven't heard this. So she says the best way to describe it is a flying snowplow. I had this big plow in the front of it, and it was glowing yellow. Now, she said this during a chat with Rick Owens um, during an interview. So, uh, Miley Cyrus is now 27, which I can't even believe she's 27, because I feel old as dirt saying that out loud. Right. Isn't that crazy? That is weird. She's not 17. Right. Right. (laughs) Um, She opened up about her belief in alien life forms uh, after claiming she experienced a run-in with some of them. So... Um, the radio host was saying that, you know, it seems a little arrogant to assume there's nobody else but us. Um, but the kicker is Miley isn't the only pop star admitting to having a close encounter. Over the weekend, uh, Demi Lovato uh, took to Instagram to describe her trip to the desert that resulted in making contact with aliens as well. Okay. <laughs> um, she says, over the past couple months, I've dug deep into the science of consciousness and experienced not only peace and serenity like I've never known, but I also have witnessed the most incredibly profound sightings, both in the sky as well as feet away from me, she wrote. Mm. She encourages fans to help bring awareness to the controversial issue. She says, if we were to get 1% of the population to meditate and make contact, we would force our governments to acknowledge the truth about extraterrestrial life among us and change our destructive habits, destroying our planet. She said, this is just some of the evidence from under the stars in the desert sky that can no longer be ignored and must be shared immediately. While she didn't divulge, like, a lot, um, she just prompted her followers to give it a try themselves. Mm. uh, Yeah, I think she said also that it took her several sessions to tap into a deep enough level of meditation to make contact. Mm. Happy communicating, she ended her message. So basically what Demi is saying is that she can contact extraterrestrial life through meditation. Now, I do know, and I'm not, don't kill me when I say this, mm-hmm. but when it happened, of course, people were talking about her mental health issues. Of course. And her drug abuse and her drug abuse. Um, so I think for Demi's sake, it might, it may have not been a great PR move to kind of throw this on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, it may have, it should have just been like a personal thing for her and just kind of left it that way. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, only because of her reputation. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? If she wasn't that girl with the mental health and with the drug abuse, mm-hmm. uh, people might could laugh it off like they did Miley talking about it. Um, but because it is Demi, it's like... Mm. <laughs> like yeah, I mean, it, I it just leaves it, the door wide open for people yeah. to come in and just, you know, do what they're going to do. Her. Yeah, and I felt I felt kind of bad. I'm like, damn, like Demi, just stop. Right, just stop. right. <laughs> 
not because she's lying, but because it just doesn't look good. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're just kind of getting out there. Your music is just just doing its thing. Like just let the music do its thing. Don't, like, don't give anybody a reason. I don't know why social media people on social media need to use it as their personal diary. Like I hate that. I'm like, just write. Keep it to yourself. Like just write it. Yeah. Share it with your best friend. It doesn't have to go on social media. I don't get that either. But, it's like when people like type prayers. It's like, right. what? What is this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what I was going to ask you is, what do you feel about extraterrestrial life? Do you think it's a thing? Do you think we're the only thing? What do you think about it? Do you believe oh, in it? Oh, well, you know, I 100% believe in it. <laughs> of course I do. Um, I've always, I always have. Now, I've never had an encounter that, you know, I know of. But I do feel <laughs> like what I I can kind of hear what Demi is saying and go with me on this because this is I think this is what where she was coming from. Do, 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 do. <laughs> right. People <laughs> a lot of people that like um that are into like spirituality in the new age realm, um, there's like theories that maybe extra extraterrestrial life is like there's no like ghosts aren't real like ghosts and spirits and all those things aren't real that's just it's just like maybe aliens or higher beings on like another level that are just you know higher up so they can fuck with us influencing good or bad you know what i mean so some people believe that's what aliens are it's like um they're really like what we call spirits and whatnot so some people feel like the same way we have mediums that can talk to you know spirits and angels and see on the other side and people have passed away um, people that are, you know, that meditate think that they can connect. I'm not saying they think they can. They, they believe they can connect to extraterrestrials. So I think it's almost like, I don't want to say it's just a play on words. It's just like, it's kind of whatever you want to believe. Kind of like we say, I, I mm-hmm. pray to God or I pray to the universe. You know what I mean? You're, you're praying to something higher. So both of y'all are right. Nobody's wrong. That's what I think she was kind of going with that from what I got. Only because that's the research that I've done. But um, Miley bless her heart uh i think she doesn't really have much room out you know more than demi to be out there saying stuff because you know miley could have ate some shrooms and went on a wild ride right and Um, miley's been accused of doing a few things so yeah i mean and no shade listen i've 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 gone through a pharmacy or two in my lifetime so do what you gotta do whatever they they pass the time i'm not judging anybody's drug usage by many means but it's like (laughs) when miley's talking it's just like okay I don't know what she was smoking when you said this, but for Demi, I really want to believe that she was out in the desert somewhere, Cindy Indian style. Um, right. Wait, we can't say that anymore. I don't know if that's like a thing or not, but I saw it on Twitter, so you know, take it with a grain of salt. But I'm not trying to disrespect anybody. Um, so it was just like, I think it was like cross leg. It was I forgot what the other term was. Like it was like somebody made up something that I'm not going to remember. Um, but yeah, I'm just trying to stop saying Indian anything. Oh no! <laughs> I'm like I feel like you guys have suffered enough. So if we can't say that, then, then I get it. But anyways, God bless everybody. Right. Um, we were talking about Demi Lovato, but I was just saying I'm hoping that she really was, you know, out had her spiritual retreat and really did connect and whatever's helping her to get better and better her life. Then I'm happy for her. Now she's also not one of my favorites. Um, Demi Lovato is not one of your favorites. Definitely favorite. taking my, not really. But I do like feel for anybody that goes through what she goes through. I mean, people just can't wait to drag her like constantly online because she does do some annoying things that's kind of cause it. But now she's going to like real life stuff, and people just like 
let's make fun of it. So I feel kind of bad. It's like it's not fun when people really are going through it. <laughs> it's only fun when they're like successful. <laughs> as awful as that sounds. So God bless us, everyone. But yeah, what do you think about extraterrestrials? Is that like a thing for you? I've always not known how I felt about it. If that makes any sense, mm. like I just I feel like maybe who I just don't feel like there's been mm-hmm. for me any definitive um like proof of it for me to really feel mm-hmm. any sort of way other than I don't know mm-hmm. I'm not I don't, I'm definitely not against it like if someone can like tell me that it, they think it's real I'll totally believe it I don't mm-hmm. I just feel like to each his own I think the universe is infinite so it's impossible for us to know unless you know truly yeah. have that encounter at some point um hell people could be walking among us right now and be aliens for all we know yeah i've seen men in in black black. i believe it (laughs) listen listen. i mean i don't know i do like i said i believe 100 only not only because i just like you said the universe is infinite and it's like it's literally impossible that out of this entire place that we're the only ones that have a life like that doesn't make sense like why what is the point then what are these other objects in space just doing floating around? Like, we can say, oh, Jupiter is a ball of gas and this and nothing can live there. We've never been there and we never sent anything there all the way through. We just sent stuff on the outside. We have no idea what it is, that, what's there, what's anywhere. We just can only see what's in our realm. And I think we're just so arrogant. You know what I mean? Like, especially the space program. Like, we just think, oh, we're scientists. We know everything. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm very comfortable not knowing right? everything. You know, like, you don't have to prove it to me. I believe it's out there, but like, come on, you know, what's the point of any of this? If that's the case, I want to know everything. (laughs) Mm -mm. I heard a really good analogy about this. Like, it was about like, just like it was. It broke down like everything down to like from like us to animals, like to ants, like to plants or whatever. Like, you know, an ant's born and lives in its colony. It doesn't know anything outside of its world besides what life is like in that colony. Its job, what's around it threats immediately around and if you if from our perspective an ant's territory is like what half of our backyard <laughs> and to them that's the entire right. world right so just scale that on up it's like we are ants really in the grand scheme of things if you think if the universe really is infinite so how the hell do we know what's above them? there's somebody i'm sure there's somebody way up looking down like oh look at those little bitty people down there you know what i mean like I just feel like there's no way that that can't be. Like, we can't just be the... No, I I totally agree. That's my take on that. So... But it's interesting. It's funny you brought this up, though, because I was gonna, for off-color, I wanted to uh, ask you about space in general and just, like, your (laughs) thoughts on it, because I've been, like, in a space (laughs) rabbit hole. Uh, Not about aliens, but just... We'll talk about it off script. But I felt like it wasn't, like a strong enough topic for off color but i was really gonna do that right before you of called course, and i changed it to what we switched it to on this weird instinct thing but <laughs> yeah it's really weird um so speaking of aliens and people who want to disrespect planet earth uh, <laughs> i want to talk Uh-oh. about our favorite sis no she's not our favorite sorry but <laughs> we careful with right, those words we're or... talking about j-lo <laughs> So I'm 90% sure that you already know what I'm about to talk about. I bet you I don't, actually. It's not going to be surprising because of her past. Um, As we both have talked about extensively. What is she to... What what are her crimes against Ashanti this time? If it's not Ashanti, it's the next black woman. 
But um, JLo, <laughs> I just, I don't know if she, j- at this point in her career, I'm going to be honest, I just don't think she gives a damn, you know, um, because she's mm-hmm. been accused of appropriating or misappropriating or, you know, using black women to further her career without giving them any credit for a hundred, a hundred times by now. You would think that's something mm-hmm. that would be, you know, kind of beneath her at this point to even continue to make references to the black community in any sort of negative way. J Lo is Miss All Lives Matter. Let's us not forget. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's really hard for me to at this point have any more respect for her. I'm gonna be honest. I I like her work ethic, you know. I think that mm-hmm. she works hard. I'm not gonna take anything away from her. Um, but I think that a lot of her success would not be if it weren't off the backs of other black women. So anywho, today, Jennifer Lopez has been accused of, again, appropriating black culture. Um, she's been accused of it for years. Um, but this month, a line from a new song called Lonely, it's a Colombian singer Maluma. So it's a mostly Spanish speaking song, um, where Mm -hmm. she refers to herself as a black woman. Maluma, baby. Mm -hmm. Maluma, oh my goodness gracious. Sorry, just had a second. Gather yourself. Go ahead. Uh, She refers to herself as a black woman in the song. Yeah. The the line in question goes as follows. So in Spanish, it's Siempre serás tu negrita del Bronx. In English, it roughly translates to I'll always be your little black girl from the Bronx. Okay, (laughs) so wait just one second. Because I saw that on Twitter and I bypassed it thinking it was oh, just like no. a joke. Somebody like put a, an Azalea Banks meme on it and I was just like, haha, people are so dumb. Leave Daylo alone. I scroll right past it because surely she did not do this. Um, and in what? recent years, you know, we've seen a surge of representation, you know, when it comes to Afro-Latin entertainers and public figures highlighting, um, mm-hmm. you know, intersectionalities of the black and brown experience. Um, but many have pointed out that Lopez has never claimed to be Afro-Latin, nor is she. Um, she is not Afro-Latina. Mm-hmm. She is very much more um, the, the what they would call like gringo Latina. She's just not like just mm-hmm. not. <laughs> um, yeah. And I don't, I just, I don't know. At this point, like I said, I am really, uh, people are considering it you know, the lyric to be a literal slap in the face for every black woman, but especially for the Afro Latin X and Afro descendant people um, who, you know, mm-hmm. are trying to get out there and do use, you know, slang like that to, you know, talk about themselves because Nagrita is more of like a mm-hmm. term for, you know, a Spanish girl with dark skin. And, you know, she already in 2016, like I said, drew, Plenty of criticism for her All Lives Matter post and the song mm-hmm. Firestorm that hit when she did the song with Ja Rule where she, you know, said the N-word. Yeah, at this mm-hmm. point, like I said, <laughs> um, I just don't feel like J-Lo does anything on accident, you know. Um, I do know that she knew quite well, being bilingual, exactly what she was saying. And she was comfortable with it. You know, there was nothing. She didn't feel like there mm-hmm. was something wrong with saying what she said. How do you feel about it? Listen, right. um, there has, <laughs> it's complicated. So I'm going to try and make this short. <laughs> but I never seem to do that. So I feel like there is this recent resurgence with, like, Afro-Latinas and um, just, like, yeah, Afro-Latin people up. in general just making... Uh, there yeah a lot of people are coming forward like because it's becoming more 
we're putting language to things, right? So I feel like a lot of people are coming forward and be like, oh, I'm Afro-Latina. Like, I didn't know that I was this or I, I did whatever. And I believe that. Like, um, But I also feel like there's people that have always played with it for their own game. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like, because technically, from the research that I've done, if you're from anybody from Puerto, Puerto Ricans, your Puerto Rican people are Afro Latino. You know what I mean? They're originated from African people. You know, the Spaniards came over on their ships and mixed and mingled, and now we have the, the clear distinction. You know, you see like when you see a dark person or a light person, you're like, oh, okay, that's obviously a white Latina, whatever. But so I just assume, you know, me, I'm all, we all, we are all under the same umbrella to me. But it's complicated when you say that because you don't want to force anybody to have to be like. You know what I mean? If you want to identify as that, then that's whatever it is. So, but with JLo, it's just like very frustrating because she literally has never claimed to be any of that. Like, you've always stood up in your Puerto Ricanness, and that's fine. But it's just like when it benefits you, you know, to tread on over here, then you do it. You know what I mean? The hit, jumping on the hip hop songs and the remixes and all this stuff. And it's just like, be real, Miss Unreal. You know what I mean? It's just like, you can't say all lives matter. And then, refer to yourself as a little black girl in a song because those are, it's a complete contradiction it's because we you know all lives matter is all lives matter does not mean all lives matter all lives matter is a direct attack at black lives matter it means yeah. shut up basically nobody cares all lives matter what are you talking about what do you mean black lives it's a silencing for it's not a real movement so when you stand come out and say something like that that is what you are saying to me so when you turn it around and say that oh i'm just a little black girl from the bronx it's like Oh, okay, so I guess your life doesn't matter then, right? Mm. Did it matter when you were fucking? Di- Let me stop. See, I'm not gonna do all that because I'm trying to keep this diplomatic. But Oof. your turn. I'm done. Maybe we will change the subject. <laughs> no, I'm good. Get- I'm good. Thirteen year old me will be really disappointed in myself because I, when I really used to yeah, live for JLo as a child, but <laughs> just the older it's- you get, the more ridiculous I'm she is, take and it's like okay, anything away from JLo because I personally like her. I really, as a person, I like her. I like her as an entertainer, and I I can even like I love some mm-hmm. of her movies. Some of her movies are some classics. Mm-hmm. She's talented. She's very talented. How as hell? I don't have anything bad to say mm-hmm. about her other than her misuse of the black community to get herself where she is. And I feel mm-hmm. like don't get me wrong, I don't want to pick on her. Jayla's not the first, last, second, third, fourth, you know, person that, that's non-black to do that. This, I mean, Elvis Presley did it. You know what I mean? It's a thing. Yeah, it's it, a thing. It just sucks that we're still there in 2020. When the Latinx, the yeah. the Latino community is really coming into the forefront, especially musically. Reggaeton started to blow up over like mm-hmm. the past five, six years, and it's just really taken off. So I just don't think it made a huge comeback, point, didn't it? Yeah. And I just don't think at this point it's necessary to continue to, you know, do the stuff she does or you know, insert black community here to make a point, you know? Right. That's what's that's the most frustrating thing about Jello, I feel like, is because I do think she's talented. I think she's a good actress and I think she can really dance. You know what I mean? I don't think she can sing, but she has good music. There's songs that I have bopped to several with her. You know what I mean? You can make anybody a singer. We know that. And so what it's frustrating about her is because you are talented and you can do your thing. And I feel like just the whole Latinx community, as far as the music industry goes, 
they have their it's i grew up in it so i know it's its own entity you know what i mean you really could have been the baton pass from selena to you to go and just represent that community and wreck it in an authentic kind of a way but it's like you took the cheap way up and cost you know like the careers of so many <laughs> black women that did nothing to you and it's just like you didn't have to do that because you are talented it's not like if they stripped all that away you would just be a nobody like but it's just very frustrating when you see somebody that you want to like and live for but it's like i can't really look at you the same way anymore knowing you know the crimes you've committed against some of my yeah. faves so i don't know it's she's very complicated but you see that video of her quote-unquote singing the no. other day oh it went, it went viral she was uh, she's always posting these like singing videos with she was she singing right. with other people so you can really hear her. She was singing "Saving All My Love for You" by Whitney Houston, no. <laughs> and it's her. Yes, but it's her. Um, Shaylee, I don't know if you know her, but she's amazing. And Stevie Mackey, obviously, he's uh, the vocal coach for the voice. Um, he was there, so the three of them are singing this. But I only hear the two actual singers you don't hear a word from angela's mouth but she's giving you all the hand movements and like she's really wailing and it's like this is so funny to me i'm sorry it like out. wiggle it in and it's it. like Send me the link. now you're live you're literally live go singing <laughs> off of black vocals I like can't. i can't do it anymore i'm gonna say it to you right now because <laughs> i don't forget because it is the funniest thing wowza I'll send it to you on This IG. woman never ceases to amaze me, surprise me, just nothing. No, and it's just like, can you just entertain can me? Can you just dance and be quiet? <laughs> Please. OMG. Right. Why do you have to do the most all the time? So, anywho, I did want to, um, yes, we did make a post about it, but I wanted to give a special nod to Pope Francis. Um, I totally thought this was so crazy for 2020. It's just that the Catholic Church is known for its condemnation of the gay community. Like, it's what it's known for, you know? Um, so for mm-hmm. the Pope, His Holiness, <laughs> to come out in support of gay marriage and civil same-sex couple marriages, it was so such a crazy moment in history. Like, <laughs> I was like, this is happening. We're, we've mm-hmm. officially entered the Matrix. Like, this is insanity. Like, what is that? So, I mean, yes, it's a good thing that he's trying to progress that particular religion forward. Um, But also, you know, of course, Mm because it's me, I'm looking online, there's been a bunch of fallout. But I mean, it's a very progressive outlook to take on a very traditional type of religion. So, yeah, that's going to not come with its share of criticism. But I thought it was super brave of him to be honest about the way he felt. So, big shout out to Pope Francis. Mm -hmm. You're invited to the cookout. <laughs> um yeah, yeah that's a major move that it is was. a really I big thought deal it was so adorable i was like okay here we go um one thing i want it's not small it's a huge deal but because i don't know all of the politics i'm not going to say too much but i what i do want to do is encourage our listeners um to do their part into looking into what's going on right now in nigeria with the whole SARS thing and no we're not talking about the illness SARS Um, we're talking about the special anti-robbery squad which is you know police basically in that area people are they're being well of course they're being protested against but people are literally dying in the streets there's been like two weeks of nationwide protests against police brutality in Nigeria Um, and they've been turning deadly like Mm -hmm. since Tuesday 
security forces they fired like live rounds on demonstrators killing several people there was a decision to use military force to kind of like quell the demonstrators and it's just really uncertain what's happening um and they started demonstrating like early october they called for the ban of notorious police unit but apparently that's just not going well and so the reason i bring this up is of course her holiness beyonce you know she put out a statement on on instagram and it just said that she's heartbroken to see the senseless brutality taking place in nigeria there has to be an end to sars we've been working on partnerships with youth organizations to support these collaboration or i'm sorry to support these protesting for change we're collaborating with coalition to provide emergency health care food and shelter to our nigerian sisters and brothers we stand with you visit beyonce.com and so you know her organization is called be good b-e-y-g-o-o-d um so she's encouraging people to go to her website and of course though because beyonce just can never do enough and her mom miss tina Knowles, came out guns blazing which i don't blame her um because it's mm-hmm. just like how much can can you guys really beyonce is not the queen of the world you know what i mean like she doesn't have the right. like, power that people tend to believe she does. Like, or she could just wave this magic wand and create world peace if she wanted to, but she doesn't want to. You know? <laughs> um, so this yeah. is what her mom had to say. For whatever reason, people were dragging mm-hmm. her. I don't understand the world and the way it works. I don't get it. It's a kind of a lengthy post, so I might not read all of it, but you'll understand. Um, so she said, good morning. I'm deeply saddened by the events that happened last night in Lagos. When people lost their lives and were beaten and abused. I understand the injustices that have been going on in Nigeria. It sickens me. SARS came to my attention last week and immediately I posted about it. I had not I had not heard of it before as I have not been following closely Instagram or social media as much as I usually do due to some serious personal family challenges. As a result, I've been mostly posting funny things to try to make people smile. After researching online, I understood that SARS, a special task force supposedly to stop crime, We're abusing their power and harassing young people, very much like what we have been protesting for here in America. Every day, we are disproportionately stopped, harassed, jailed, and sometimes killed, these senseless killings of our Black men and women. The brutal treatment of our people by law enforcement, no-knock warrants, of course, I guess much of the public does not think we have personal problems in our family. We're supposed to be superhuman and not have loss or health issues or personal problems because our sole purpose is supposed to be of service and humility and take as much abuse from the haters as they choose to put on us. No matter what my daughter does, she is scrutinized and torn apart. She makes a record and uses all African artists, producers, writers. She is criticized because she didn't get an artist from every country in Africa. And there are 52 countries. Then she makes a film that, by the way, she doesn't profit a penny off of because she spent every penny on the budget on making something that celebrates our heritage. What profiting off of you did she do? She made art. She is an artist. This is what artists do. She's not your political leader and not your whipping board. You saw a 30-second trailer and critics, couch activists, attacked. Yes, I said it and I meant it. They came out and did their usual thing about her being a culture vulture and saying some of the most ugly and vile things about her and were totally not true and the insult galore. So, again, she said a lot more than that. But basically, you know, what she was saying was she's like, I'm sorry if I offended anyone just trying to make a statement for change. Um, She's talked about Beyonce helping and donating to help SARS and using Be Good to help SARS. I mean, as a mother, I get 100% why she went on the attack. 
Um, because people just really, it's like, I don't know what they want from Beyonce. I don't get No it. idea. And I saw immediately when she made Black as King, before I even saw the backlash, I knew there was going to be backlash. With all of the of the really rich African imagery, I was like, oh, this isn't going to go well. Not because people dislike Beyonce, but because I people, mostly non-Black people at this point, are looking for anything to be offended by because Black people, we are so deeply offended by a lot of things that are going on that affect our community. Um, mm-hmm. So everybody else wants a piece of that. They, we literally can't have anything. People want to be oppressed too. They want the oppression too. They they don't mm-hmm. just want your style and the way you sing, the way you look, your curves. They don't just want that. They want the oppression too. Um, I literally had it. Yeah. I'm not kidding. Just just last night, and I didn't even know you know how sometimes you can get into a little Twitter fight, and you're like, oh, I can't even believe I did that, right? But this girl, she was saying, mm-hmm. what was the topic? It was something going on. Maybe it was political. I don't even remember. But basically, her statement was, uh, why? Oh, 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 it was Aisha Curry and the blonde wig. I guess you just can't wear a wig now. Anyway, <laughs> so Aisha Curry, right. and the so she commented and said something like, isn't this cultural appropriation wearing blonde hair? Shouldn't all white people be offended? Right. So someone corrected her and said, no, mm-hmm. because blonde is not a hair color just given to white people. There's black people who are born with blonde hair. You know, like people are born with blonde hair all in all, of all races. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was mm-hmm. like, well, I can't tell what's appropriate anymore because it seems like, you know, the black race is supposed to be offended about everything now, blah, 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 right? And these things are, you know, mm-hmm. um, inherently white, like blonde hair. That's more with a Nordic person, right? And I said, it's so <laughs> funny to me. I said, how you guys want to be oppressed so bad, right? <laughs> I'm like, what <laughs> really do you want from us? <laughs> we have nothing left yeah. to give you. Like, and then she like wrote back, she's like, no, you want white people to be oppressors so bad. I, I just, I, I said, uh, I think I said something stupid, like, oh, okay, because black people have been the oppressors of white people for the past 400 years. Please forgive me. I apologize. Tell me what my people can do to help your people. <laughs> what are you talking <laughs> about? <laughs> there's just people who literally live in a bubble and like I've said on here before my absolute favorite quote is that position affects perspective because where she sits she believes this to be true you know I think she wrote in one response to me that like you have the same rights I have you have the same opportunities that I have she believes these things you know um, you believe that things mm-hmm. are fair and equal. You believe that black people are exaggerating because you little blonde lady, you don't live this life. And if you choose to not see the world beyond your front door, you'll never get it. And not because you can't get it, but you don't want to get it. So, yeah, Mm-mm. it just, the whole thing's just become very ugh. <laughs> People associate so much of their identity with what their version of life is, what they've been told is. And if you 
if anything is told to them as contrary to that, it's like asking them to really literally deconstruct their right. entire belief system, what they've always known. And so that's a lot to tell somebody, you know what I mean? It's a big deal for the Pope to be open to same-sex marriages when you've told people their whole life that this is not what we do. And now people have dedicated their entire life to this faith, believing this one thing, and that was changed. That's a big deal for people. Right. Not everybody can just flip and adapt. And that that and it's the same thing with, with everything, racism, everything. There's, you can never tell, convince somebody like that of anything because they are convinced that this is their reality. And if they it gets flipped and they find out, oh, white people really are oppressors, you know, that... And, and everything and everything isn't fair and everything that they have had wasn't just given to them. Yeah, like, most people don't want to go down that road and that separates the weak from the strong to me. Like, the growth. If you want to stay ignorant to what the world really is and that's on you. But I like to believe that, again, I don't know everything and I, if that is your experience, that is your experience. But since we're over here in the real world, so neither here nor there. The Beyonce thing... I had to get off of Twitter before I ended up in a similar fight because I was just like, again, what right. do you bitches want from a nigga, really, in my DMX voice? Like, I don't know what else she can possibly do besides walk on water for y'all. And what's even more annoying about it is because, don't get me started on the Blackest King thing because that's a whole other conversation. Like, mm, right, shut up, a, Brandon, because I almost said something rude. On Twitter, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, yeah, I, I won't I, dare, I, you I, know, mm, try to pronounce mm, her name. I know. I um, but right, the Nigerian she girl was got on Beyonce went and used our country as a backdrop to her visual album. She used Nigeria's artistic resources, it's cultured, it's sold. Nigeria's on fire right now, and she should be speaking up for the people and the culture the same way she used us for her album. I'm like, oh wow, this Pause. is not. No, let okay. me tell you something. <laughs> This this is another thing that's frustrating when people use the appropriation term because we had the conversation a few months back about appropriation versus appreciation, right? Um, it's first of all been common knowledge that Beyonce didn't make anything off of Blackest King. She doesn't make most money off most of her projects. That's not what she gets her money from. At this point, she creates mm-hmm. things just for us. You know what I mean? Like she puts stuff out and it's just like now it's out or this is getting donated to that. And for years she has been doing charity work during every fully shooting um uprising riots all this stuff her and dizzy have been doing stuff but they've always done stuff in real life and not on social media and we know that every few years we have this conversation about something it's like Beyonce should be doing something she should be and it's like okay they're literally bailing everybody out of jail in ferguson (laughs) they are literally support paying for funerals for this person and that person and supporting trevor martin's family you know what i mean it's just like they do things. They set, they are they're always working behind the scenes. They have fundraising, they have scholarships set up. Like they have so much that they invest into us, and it's just like it's so funny how people just want a they want more, but b when it comes to that appropriation talk about using our country for you know the backdrop or whatever and using our resources, it's like did you not stop to think that she was highlighting your country and highlighting your resources because what white person on a regular day gives a fuck about anything in Nigeria but now you have kids on it's on Disney Plus and little white kids are watching stuff about Nigeria that never even knew before about Africa in general like why is it always a rush to be like you're taking this from us it's like so you don't want to be highlighted you don't want people to know how amazing it is over here do you want to continue to be looked at as third world which you're not but that's how white people see you am I wrong like why is it always a rush to like you did this for me even when in 
we, we've done it. I mean, there's been plenty of times where Americans have done it for all other countries. Indian, you know, with the Bollywood thing, the way people dress and all this stuff. And it's just like, unless you are putting it on <laughs> and getting in front of the camera and hooting and hollering like, ha, 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 <laughs> look at me. I'm dressed like an Indian person. I'm dressed like right. I'm from Nigeria. Isn't this hilarious? It's like, that's offensive. It's not offensive when I'm I'm wearing this because look how beautiful this is. Oh, look where I got it from. Nigeria. Isn't that beautiful? Like I don't understand why you don't people don't think that way. Am I just am I in La La Land? Yeah, like, does that make sense? I don't either. Like, it's I just it's really, really unfortunate. Um, because I think at this point God, at this point just so we negative. know Beyonce is crazy talented. It's it goes without saying. Um, so I'm not, and not only is she talented, but she's a giver, like she gives constantly. So I'm not exactly sure at all what it is that people want to do other than the fact that obviously people just want to bring her down because they just do. You know, once you make it to a certain level, it's like, it's a natural jealousy. People love to build you up to tear you down. But I will, I just want to add in real quick. Um, I did see another tweet too that irritated me because somebody was just like, People keep asking what, we, what more you want for Beyonce until I say she's the biggest star in the world and to much is given, much is required. First of all, I would actually prefer it if celebrities kept their mouths out of politics and world affairs and all these things. Use your platform for this. People don't really want that. People just want to put you on what kind of side they, they want to see if you're on their side or not. You know what I mean? It's just, it's petty. It's not like nobody's really thinking like, please use your platform to make this better. It's not about that. It's, we want to be messy and see where you where you stand on this, and that's how so many careers go down because people come out. Well, I was, I was, I was a Trump, I'm a Trump supporter, or I'm a Trump supporter, or whatever, and it's like oh, we got to cancel you because we don't like you. And it's like, but you never knew that. But you were watching people's movies and laughing and singing along to their songs and buying their albums or whatever else. It's like, at what point is it any different? You know what I mean? It's like I just want celebrities to entertain. I don't want to know anything about which, who you vote for, which way you're going what you're doing as long as you're not doing anything hurtful keep your opinions to yourself and do your charity work on your time you don't need to be telling us what you're doing because it's just it's pointless it's right. just, people just want to poke at something like i don't know i'm like just don't tell us anything <laughs> celebrities should be banned from instagram how about that like i'm just tired of it it's just like it's so negative and it's a situation that requires all the positive energy that we need to help these people get through and it's like are we going right. to fight or are we going to figure out how to help these people? Do you want help or do you just want to get on here and bitch? Child. No stage in Nigeria. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> you just clicked on the Saving All My Love uh, okay. video. First of all, I'm mad how you pulled it up just now, but that was perfect get, timing. girl. I see why you taking them black vocals. Listen. Snatch a Shanti riffs, girl. The girl, vein was popping out of her neck and everything. I'm like, zero, <gasps> sit down, sis. <laughs> she was like giving it mm-hmm. all she had. <laughs> well, the other two were just barely, barely singing <laughs> and well over her. Anywho, guys, we're going to take a break oh, yeah, yeah. and we'll be right back. <laughs> All right, guys, we are back. It's time for Off Color. Um, This week, we, as early, if you were tuning in early, we were talking about, um, in the first segment, the whole, the Pope speaking on, you know, same-sex marriages and offering civil unions and that whole regard. And so it kind of sparked a question to me earlier about just marriage in general. Like, 
um, we were talking and some pe- people are getting away from it, becoming less traditional. Um, other people are going the other way and trying to cling to it and make sure, you know, it's everything they want it to be and to keep it traditional, like, you know, like I said earlier. So my question is, where do you stand on just marriage in general? Like, is it a thing? Do you need it? Do you want it? Do you plan on doing it one day? The like, older I how do you get, feel about I it? now, and it's crazy, like, like we were saying before, if we knew then what we know now, right? I feel like now, and and mm-hmm. it may sound corny because I feel like it's said a lot, but I definitely feel like it's a construct, um, and definitely a mm-hmm. social one because we're again indoctrinated, like we're it's ingrained in us from the princesses on Disney Channel or the movies, you know, that we're supposed to have a husband, we're supposed mm-hmm. to have, a um, we're supposed to have kids, you know, all these things and. Mm-hmm. I just feel like at this point, it's whatever, you know, if you feel like marriage is what works for you and what you need in your life, again, I'm super pro-choice about everything. It's your choice. And I respect whatever. If you feel like you want to be polyamorous and you and your girlfriend and boyfriend or whatever the, you know, situation (laughs) wants that and it works for you, then do Mm -hmm. that. You know, I don't, I don't feel any sort of way I do kind of feel like marriage isn't for everyone for sure do I want to be married I don't mm-hmm. even know anymore you know ask me that five years ago unequivocally yeah. yeah of course you know but now I'm just kind of at this point in my life where I'm like mm-hmm. I... it's probably cheaper to keep her you know <laughs> I, I yeah know. yeah I don't feel like it's a necessity any longer. No. What about you? Would you get married? I I agree. See, yeah, I agree with that. Everything you said, like, we grow up with this, like, Disney kind of version of what love is. You know what I mean? Like, all these deep love songs that we grew up listening to, and it's just that we have this romanticized view of it. And it causes, like, I feel like um, it can be traumatic for some people. Like, it causes like a lot of people to feel like less than they don't have that or they don't have it by a certain time. So I think that when I was a kid, I used to say, "Oh yeah, I want to be married one day," but that was just because that's what everybody that's what you're supposed to do. And then I grew up and realized, don't want that. Um, so I went. I was on this like whole kick of just like I'm never getting married. That's for the birds. Da 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 da. But I also have this like part of me really does love a gushy, you know, romantic story. Like, I love the idea of marriage. So I feel like marriage as a construct, no. I don't I don't want that. I don't want to feel pressured into being with somebody by the time I'm this right. age and then have kids with them by this age and we have to operate under these rules. That's what you do when you're married and we're going to have it here and we're going to do this. Like, all that stuff, the rules and stuff that you know, I'm anti-establishment. It turns my stomach. But I do love when it's two people that love each other and want to be married to each other. That is very romantic to me. Like, is there somebody telling me, like, I don't care about anybody else. Like, I want this just to be us. on I can't say that I might agree, but I I think it's beautiful to see. Like, I told you, I was I had a binge the other night. I binged the Twilight series. Because um, no, I used to really get into that. Sorry, it's me. embarrassing. But 
Like, I did. cried in the movie theater at the end. Like, like, I'm a thug. What was I doing? It was serious. And guess what I did the oh, other day God. watching it sober at 3 o'clock in the morning? I cried at the Even end. Like, I was just was like, happen. that's real love, man. It went through so much. Even though I knew how it was going to end. It's no, like, man, front. it went through I'm so much sure in these movies. It's like, she loved that boy. In a good, like, moment. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's movies that I watch all the time that I can still cry at the same parts, but with the Twilight thing, it's just, like, the way they built up that, like, obsessive, codependent love they had that probably was a little toxic. A lot toxic. Um, in hindsight, it was mm. just, like, a really beautiful storytelling. So, like, I was real shook the other night. But, yeah, so I'm not, like, one of those people that's just, like, I'm single. It's no. I I think it's beautiful. I told you I'm like the black version, the black male version of 21, 27 dresses. I've been in so many freaking weddings <laughs> and so many quinceañeras. I'm, I'm the best man in the wedding next year. One of my uh, very best friends is he's married already, but they're doing like a big one next year because of COVID. Um, I feel like the past 10 years, maybe I've been in like six weddings. <laughs> like it's a lot. So um, I love it. I think it's great. I love all that corny. I love all the lovey-dovey stuff. But I just want it to be genuine if I ever go that route. Like, I want it to be me and this person. But honestly, for me, I picture me being married the way life is for me now. I will have my own space. (laughs) I will be my own little little corner. Um, Probably my own house. Um, And then we will have set up time to kick it and be together. I don't want nobody else to kick it with. It's going to be us. We're kicking it, whatever. And it's not about me having other people. Right, it's just about right. me having my own space. Like, I, I I, can never imagine being like, oh, we're married now. Oh, you make money, so I'm just going to give up my whole life and just follow you around, and now we live together, and what's mine is yours. What the hell is that? No, what's mine is mine, and it'll always be mine, and you'll never be yours. <laughs> if I want to share a part of it with you, that's on me. And same with you. I don't want to claim nothing you got. Like, give me what you got, for a pork chop and then keep the rest but that's the way i stand on that i just i just the control aspect of it just bothers me but yeah i think it's beautiful if people want to be together and have the whole wedding swing hopeless romantic thing i'm down for it pretty much do pretty you much where I stand. that's pretty much where i stand like do what's best own, for you, know? you live and let live whatever if you want to get married, yeah. get married if you want to stay single stay single if you want to fuck a dog and do it in the privacy of your own home I promise I'll call PETA. Um, okay. I'm kidding. That's where I draw the line. I'm yeah, calling again, the police. Like, we just don't, <laughs> and whatever you want to do, as long as it works for you and it's not hurting nobody, child, do it. Do you? Absolutely. Um, now watch. We're going to be the ones that end up having like those Real Housewives again, filmed dramatic weddings. Or that's what, famous that's and, what like, us, then that's what we're I do, said I would never know? do this. <laughs> It's always those people that are just like, oh, I don't know about marriage. And then they have like massive celebrity. Just yesterday, uh, Um, my best friend, you know, Ashley tells me, you know, that her and her boyfriend, I guess, you know, were, you know, talking about marriage, but not talking about, like, not throwing it around like they were going to do it, but just talking about it, right? So she said that he was like, you know, let's just take a trip Mm -hmm. to Vegas, have Elvis marry us and call it a day. Like, we don't need to have the whole wedding. And I told her, I will kill you. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry, your wedding is my wedding, so what are you talking about? And she's like, okay, so See. now I know that we'll just have to make sure that we bring you wherever we go. I'm like, pretty much, I'll hide in your suitcase, 
or I'll lay in bed with the both of you until you both agree that I have to be there. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious because as much as I can sit over here and be like, it's all a construct. This is pomp and circumstance. It's like right. people like, get married and I'm like, okay, so what are we wearing? Like I'm right. obviously planning it. So yeah, like my I had wow. two friends get engaged in the same week, which was really crazy for me. Um, and I, and the next week, a friend of mine got married. It's been like wedding bliss central surrounding me. I'm like, Lord, are you trying to tell me something to end my whole ways or what? But um, yeah, a friend to the show, one of our sponsors, mm-hmm. Sean Michael. Congratulations. Him and his beautiful girlfriend, Diana. They got They're engaged. They're both too pretty to um, be a couple. I hate that. A few weeks ago. But it was like they were. <laughs> They're so gorgeous. Oh, my gosh. Like every Instagram post. Every Instagram post is like a Hallmark card. It's like, how do you look like that? (laughs) Like, they're perfect. So, love them so much. But that was Thursday. And then, literally the very next day, I was hanging out with my friend Maggie. Hey, Mag. She listens to the show. Um, Oh, yeah. I follow her. She's got her and her uh, (laughs) boyfriend, Matt, got engaged. She looks so innocent. (laughs) I know. I know. It just makes me want to smile all the time. (laughs) (laughs) She's not that innocent. Um, but no, I love her. So I was at her house the very next day and, um, we're hanging out, you know, just kicking it and we were washing her car. <laughs> and so I go inside and uh, her boyfriend left and was like, I'll be right back. I'm going to the store. And she was like, he's up to something. Why is he just taking off? Ran- where are you- what are you going to the store for? Like he just randomly left and was gone for like an hour and some change. And so she was like, whatever, we'll wash the car. So we're washing the car. We're hanging out. And then he comes back. And calls me in the house, and he was like, hey, so this is where I went. And he shows me the ring. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, that is so awesome. He was like, dude, I know. It came today. I had to sneak out. So thanks for covering. I washed in the car for me. I'm like, I wasn't covering. We know where you went. We were just <laughs> passing the time. Uh, so he's like, how should I do it? And I'm like, I'm playing this whole elaborate thing for him. Like, do this, do that. You should take her here or whatever. Uh, he's like, okay, but he's very low-key. He's not a big flashy guy like that. So he's like, okay, we'll do that. I'll, I'll, I'll handle it like that. An hour later, <laughs> me and Maggie were in her office working on some projects, and he just comes walking in with tears in his eyes and drops to his knees, and he's like, um, um, babe, do you, so, like, do you want to be with me forever? Like, I want to be with you? And then, like, and I'm sitting there just like, <laughs> <gasps> like, Adorable. it was the sweetest thing I've ever seen in my life. And she's like, you're asking me to, like, it was just, like, random. Like, we were watching, we were in there working on our computers, and he just walked in and was just, like, uh, shaking. Like, he just asked her. He, but that was, it was so authentic to him. You know what I mean? Like, he didn't have to go drive to the beach and pull out of a hat and do all these theatrics. You know, it was just, like, I want to ask now, and I'm going to. And, yeah, I was a wreck. We all there crying. We toasted with uh, champagne oh, and mimosas so after cool. that. Like, yeah, it was I a cute day. Yeah, I saw the little um, post that she posted with you. Yeah. I you guys were so cute. Yeah, it was a it was a cute day, um, and I'm like I'm always the one that like bears witness to like these moments. Like I just happen to be there, lurking in the background when <laughs> people are getting engaged and everything else. But um, yeah, so I talk my my shit or whatever. But I love all of it. Like another uh, sponsor, friend to the show, uh, my my friend Brandon Valentino Floral at Valentino Floral on all platforms um, for all your floral needs. But he his wedding. Girl, like I got, I'll have to show you the pictures. Um, it was an event. It was so much fun. I was in it as well, of course. Um, 
we acted a plum fool. It was literally like the wedding that we had talked about him having like since we were kids. It was like so cool to sit there and see all the little nuances that were in it. And it's like, oh my gosh, we talked about this in high school. Like, oh, if we ever get married, we're going to do this. We're going to walk out to the Golden Girls theme or we're going to have this moment or we're going to do this. And it's like literally every single thing that we talked about, he made happen in that wedding. And it was just so cool. And I cried the whole time. Like it was probably the best wedding I've ever been to. So, you know, to each his own. We'll see what I decide on. You know, ask me in six months, it could be different. <laughs> but yeah, that was my stance on that. Um, like we said, guys, to each his own. Um, definitely let us know what your thoughts are. Hit us up in, at offblackthepodcast at gmail.com. Um, also, offblackthepod on all platforms. And let us know, like, what do you think? Is marriage, mm-hmm. are you feeling it? Do you feel like it's an institution? What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Um or are you, you know, traditionalist? Let us know what it is. Send so, us your opinion. We'll be happy to check that out and read back your responses. But for sure. But let's take one more break and we'll come right back with our minority report. Hey guys, just want to take a minute to speak about one of my favorite things Apple Podcasts. Apple puts thousands of free podcasts at your fingertips. You can easily find and enjoy your next favorite on your iPhone, iPad, computer, or Apple TV. From automotive to news, fitness to pop culture, there's a podcast for everyone. I personally subscribe to 10 different podcasts so far, and I love the variety. That's right, guys. Apple Podcasts has so much to offer with their streaming app. You can enjoy podcasts by downloading them directly to your streaming device and listen to them anytime, anywhere. You can also create personalized stations from your favorite podcasts on iTunes and the podcast app. And since iCloud stores your personalized stations, you'll always be up to date on all your devices. So don't just take our word for it. Download the Apple Podcast app in the App Store and start the search for your second favorite podcast today. And let them know who sent you. Now let's get back to the show. This week's Minority Report is going out to Lisa Golobter. And I'm going to go ahead and spell her name. It's L-I-S-A-G-L-O-B-T-E-R. Lisa contributed to developing animated GIFs. G-I-F-S. You know, those little funny videos that we love to share on social media. Um, She created GIFs and shockwave technology, paving the way for internet animation. Lisa Galopters helped pave the way for online video. Today, Lisa Galopter works at at the White House with the United States Digital Service, serving us as the Chief Digital Service Office with the U.S. Department of Education. This episode is brought to you thanks in part to our friends over at Studio SMV. Studio SMV is not only your complete video and photography rental studio facility, but also offers great photo and video service for all your needs, including social media, business, and personal. Studio SMV is also a network membership studio club that allows media creators, photographers, producers, and directors a chance to become a member and get discounts on studio rentals, classes, gear, talent, and services. So if you're just starting out in the industry or are a professional looking for a studio to rent and call home, Studio SMV is the place for you. Yep, so head on over to studiosmv.com for more information and make sure to follow them on Instagram at Studio SMV. Now back to the show. This thing up, of course, it's our favorite segment, which is 
off the dome where I purposely tried to embarrass the hell out of Don B. Woo! No. <laughs> every time. Every time. <laughs> like a champ. But I take, take it. it. Like a champ. Because that's just who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> Heard that more than that's once. What he said. Anyway. <laughs> Always take it too far. It wasn't. <laughs> The nuance was enough, but continue. <laughs> oh, God, so embarrassing. I'm, like, dying on, <laughs> on air. What is the craziest, most untrue rumor you've ever heard about yourself? Oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> Woo, so many. Um, Gosh, a lightning round. Oh, my goodness. I'm like, let me think. The craziest rumor that I've ever heard about myself. Okay, I got a good one. I worked at a, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, remember I told you I worked at a state hospital, it was a mental hospital back in my hometown. And uh, one of my best friends, her name was Desiree. She was one of like the supervisors that worked there. And me and her were just basically like bad girls club, like <laughs> like we were just young, drunk all the time. She was a supervisor, so she could you know, manipulate things. We could get out of work and go to the bar because we worked overnight and we were just partying and having a great time. And we were so good at our jobs that we never got in trouble for anything. So it was like the older people didn't really like that worked there forever. We had like not really issues with, but there were people that didn't like us there because, because it was like, who are these young kids and they do whatever they want? <laughs> Basically. And I've always kind of been like too, you know, I don't even kind of as a skill, like I've always yeah. been lucky You've with people, like, people like me. Like I've gotten away with a lot, you know? Um, so back in the day, I used to really push that to its limits. So me and Desiree were two peas in a pod. So um, we got into like this weird turf war with one of the nurses and we had like the shade going back and forth. And she, uh, one of the nurses that we didn't like, had like her daughter working there. She got her a job there. And her daughter went and made a report about me and Desiree saying that we were seen making out in um, like one of the patient's rooms or something. Like we had this whole secret relationship and... uh it was, you know, because if, if you worked there, we couldn't, you couldn't fraternize. Like if you were, if you were like in a relationship, you couldn't work in the same unit. So we had, we got split up. Like me and her worked together, but you know, people that worked there, husband and wives or whatever, they couldn't work in the same unit for whatever reason. I don't know why. Um, but that was a rule there. So they went. This lady went so far as to make up this whole story, thinking that it was going to go to the overhead, and they were going to split us up because we were having an inappropriate relationship. But literally everybody in the place that worked there knew what time it was. Like, they're dating? Are you serious? Like, we clearly are not. You know what I mean? But she didn't just say that we were dating. She went and said that I walked in and they were making out in this room and it was so inappropriate. And now it's like a bigger thing because, you know, patients are there. So now the people that are above us were like, we know this is ridiculous and we have to investigate it because she made a complaint. So now, like, APS had to come out adult protective services and everything to make sure that we weren't doing anything inappropriate in front of like patients. Like it was a whole investigation. Literally everybody was laughing. Like we know y'all don't have a relationship going on. Like what has she been talking about? And then she quit. So that was the end of that. But like, that was the craziest situation I ever had because I've never had somebody make up a whole I was about to say, I'm sure you I have. have I don't lie about that. But yeah, people have claimed <laughs> to have been, with me and have not many days but this day that was the funniest because it was just like i was like not even in trouble it was like i'm giving an interview with the the aps person and he's like trying not to laugh 
And he's like, I'm so sorry I had to come out here. And I'm like, you got to go job, bro. Like, it is what it is. But that bit is oh, crazy. Wow. So, I'm going to yeah, hold the other one because that was a really good answer for another time. Oh, well, what's, what is yours? What if, is your Honestly, if I'm going to be honest. Crazy rumor you've heard. Uh, I'd have to go back to when I was a freaking kid. And I'm talking child, child. I was like maybe 12. And that was right when I started. Because see, anyone that mm-hmm. can see, I'm clearly a plus-size girl. Now, I didn't start picking up weight until, like, I was going into my teenage mm-hmm. years, like, 12, 13, 14, 15. Before that, I was, and I'm not exaggerating because I feel like big people mm-hmm. say this about themselves and it's never really true. I was I was freakishly <laughs> as a kid and my, to the point that my mom, now my mom was a minister. My mom used to pray <laughs> over me that I would gain weight. I'm not kidding. I'll, I'll need to send you a picture one day. You'll be like, Kayla, I can't believe that was you. Like, I was ridiculously Ooh. scrawny. And out of the blue, I started to pick up weight, just like mm-hmm. out of nowhere. And um, so I was mm-hmm. going to like my, I was going, I was like 12, going to 13, I started to pick up some weight. But because I was so small, it was really noticeable, right? Um, and so I went mm-hmm. to North Carolina for the summer to my mom's brother's house, to my uncle's house for the summer. Now, my uncle is really um, mm-hmm. health conscious. Um, he's a master sergeant in the military and, you know, he's at Fort Bragg and all this. And mm. So his family, you know, his dynamic was completely different from mine. They rode bikes all the time and they ate, you know, health bars and like all this stuff. So I'm up there and I'm doing what they're doing. You know, I'm 12, you know. Um, and when I got back home, I was skinny yeah. again, right? <laughs> and so this is at the time mm-hmm, when we grew up mm-hmm. in like, you know, the Southern Baptist Black Church. And the rumor going around the church is that my mom sent me off to have a baby. I can literally hear it. Like, that's, I can hear the, the church ladies. Like, uh. I mean, that's all that they do. They gossip. They whisper. They put together their own mm-hmm. conclusions. Gossip. They figured I had gotten fat for a number of months, and then I came back skinny. Clearly, I was pregnant. <laughs> Why did I you, not know that it was going that direction? I like, that is so black church. <laughs> <laughs> And I remember that coming back around. Right, that coming back. That's what I used to do back like, in the day. What? <laughs> <laughs> like you saw, she hadn't gained all that weight. Oh my gosh! Pregnant. <laughs> that. Oh my gosh, that reminds me of a really funny church story. That I have to tell you later, but um, that is hilarious. But yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. Anybody that grew up in a black church can <laughs> relate yeah, to like. So oh, that's probably yep, the craziest, I'm sure most untrue said. thing I've heard. That's gonna be awful. <laughs> <laughs> people are nuts that's all i have to say and the reason it's the craziest is because i was a fucking child like hadn't even not had not even had a period and it's like i'm right pregnant? like what what's happening <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh dude that is hilarious um the okay. the church story is really quick i'll tell you because you're gonna you're last but um but the church I was going to, which I will leave out the name, um, back in Indianapolis um, for a number of years, it was a big church. And, um, you know, the mega churches, what are the pastor and the first lady? Oh, yeah. is like Greenleaf. You know what I mean? Like, they were a big deal. And so uh, there was a situation where um, they went, like, on, like, a vacation or something. Um, uh, just, like, a break from, like, you know, church. And they were just announced it kind of like, you know, First lady, Pastor, we, we're here for you, you know, 24 hours a day, 365, but sometimes we got to take time for ourselves and we're just going to take a little rest and blah, blah, blah. So it took like, you know, like a two week period 
or three week period where we had like guests um pastors coming in and stuff like that they weren't quitting or anything but it was just like you know we do three services a day every sunday um was gonna go on like a little break so we're, th- we're all thinking like of course you know me a rational thinking person is just like oh okay i get that take your little vacation like go do something like chill out immediately the church was just right like, mm. you know i heard it was having problems in the household you you know she missed the week before and now she's talking about to go on a vacation so that was going around the church right so <laughs> um they came they come back and they're like they have a surprise announcement or whatever and they walk out. The church is over. And they walk out, and they have like this little newborn baby boy. And it was like we adopted a baby. And they tell this whole story about how they went on vacation, but really they were going to go like finalize this like adoption. They had been like in process of with it for a while, and it was somebody they knew. And God put it on their hearts to take this little boy in because whatever the story was. Not saying it didn't happen, but the, no. immediately. Like it was like the next day, one of my friends called and was like, "So why did Mama say that they was going through it and that baby that they adopted I remember was his you side telling baby. me this story. Like, yeah. <laughs> and here's the thing: it could very well be I true. What it's a scream. First of all, I did. It could very well be true. That's why I was like, I hate y'all so much because now I can't get that out of my head. I'm like, you know what? It probably that could have happened, but it's just like no, we them cannot. church ladies cannot wait to <laughs> jump on like it was the next day when i heard that it was like going around i mean it's still a rumor to this day like nobody's ever it's you know we just take it at face value like oh right. you adopted a baby but it was kind of like you already have it's a child why would you adopt this newborn baby that you just randomly met it's like child that might have um, been the side yeah. baby i made an arrangement <laughs> y'all went out to sign some ndas I the wife said listen but, if you're gonna claim yeah. that child love, then uh, she'll be our child period and and she can just go away Yep. Listen, we, you ain't gonna be embarrassing me up here. To keep this kid. The, yeah. I mean, the proof is in the pudding. Does the kid look like him? Uh, well, I mean, no, because they, they said they adopted. So I haven't seen the baby since he was little. So I guess we'll we'll find out in a couple of years when he starts getting features that are okay. <laughs> more like one or the other. We're gonna find out. But uh, it's just in a church, another oh, construct. But I do miss the culture. <laughs> it is hilarious. It's so freaking funny. But anyways, y'all. Oh, yes. We've done enough. Thank you guys. I think we've done enough damage for the day. All I see is black and white. Black and white. Black and white. All I see is black and white. podcast is brought to you by anchor produced by don b and k nicole our original music is by sean michael and our original artwork is by erratic ink art